and welcome to episode 299 of the Giant Take Podcast 2024 Offseason Giants Edition. We have some senior bowl stuff to talk about and some defensive coordinator updates in the episode before Big Three Hundo. I'm Josh and I'm joined by my friend and co-host Alex. Uh, if you can't tell by my voice, I'm a little bit under the weather. Normally the roles are flip-flopped here and Alex under the weather, but somehow the infection got to me. Flu is spreading rapidly, or the flu is spreading rapidly around Syracuse University. Luckily, I do not have that. I just have a common cold. And uh, we're powering through, though. We're pushing through. It is cold season here. So it's what it is, bro. It's cold. It's February. Welcome to February, everyone. First day of the new month for us. So we're recording this uh, uh, Friday, Thursday night. I wish it was Friday night. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, you know, it's good to know that you have a cold when I'm coming to see you tomorrow, but you know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm doing well. Hey, got to come up to central New York in a yeah. good state. I mean, why? I mean, who isn't going to Syracuse in February, right? Um, anyway. Right. Um, I'm doing all right. Uh, obviously no football this weekend, so it's not super exciting from that hey, standpoint. Are we're you not talking, discrediting We're not the... talking about the flag football pro bowl. I can't, Josh. Don't even don't even start talking to me about that. Our beloved Eli Manning is coaching one of the teams. Are you serious? Okay, maybe I'll tune in, but it's just, you know, I want some real football. I want some real action and we only have one more week of that left and obviously it's the Super Bowl, which isn't this weekend but the weekend after. So, I'm excited for that certainly, but uh yeah, I'm uh I'm doing all right. Uh some news kind of, you know, flying around the NFL a little bit. Uh, in terms of coaching stuff, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and obviously the senior bowl practices have been the past three days. So those have been kind of fun to keep a lo- uh, you know, keep an eye on, et cetera, which we're going to talk about in the second half of today's episode. So overall, uh, even though I said just okay in the beginning, now that I'm talking myself through it, I'm like, okay, this is actually a pretty good situation right now. Well, what's not good of a situation is the New York Giants coaching staff and especially their defensive coordinator because they have still not selected one. And they are losing them by the minute, Alex, by the hour, by the day. Let's go into a couple of guys that potentially could have been Giants defensive coordinators that have gone elsewhere. The Chargers hired the Ravens director of player personnel, Joel Horditz, as their new general manager. Josh, how does that have to do with defensive coordinators, my guy? I'm just going down the list. We're going to get to it soon. I'm teasing everyone, okay? teasing, all right. Brandon Brown will remain with the Giants. Joe Shane says that the Giants hope to fill their D.C. spot by the end of the week. Well, it's Thursday. What's going on? Now I'm going to get to it since Alex has been berating me about these guys. Where are they? Well, I'm talking about them right now, Alex. Okay, it was 30 seconds later. Bill's linebackers coach Bobby Babich was promoted to defensive coordinator for the team. So actually was an in, uh, in um, oh my gosh, in-house. an in-team move, in-house move. Thank you. Uh, Babich was on the Giants shortlist for their defensive coordinator search. He's not going to be the defensive coordinator of the Giants because he got promoted to the Bills defensive coordinator spot. Another guy, the Ravens defensive backs coach Denard Wilson was hired by the Titans as their DC. Wilson, presumably a finalist for the Giants DC job after his second interview. So there are two two up, two down uh, as the Giants lose out on both of those guys being their potential defensive coordinator. So that those are two... Uh, people that could have possibly got the job, they did not get the job, and now we just wait and see what is going to happen within the remainder of the next 24 hours. If Joe Shane's statement is, you know, truthful, then they'll have a coach by the end of Friday. But this episode's coming out Friday morning. We're recording this Thursday night, so hopefully this isn't old news by the time you're listening. But 
to our knowledge, and right now the Giants do not have a new defensive coordinator, but you know who does have a new defensive coordinator or a new head coach that was a former defensive coordinator. Dan Quinn is going back to that role as a head coach, this time with the Commanders. Was the Cowboys DC? I don't know how good of this move is for the Commanders because honestly, I feel like they keep on going backwards in the coaching role and just in their front office players on the team, just in general. The Commanders are just not a good franchise. And uh, I don't know if hiring Dan Quinn as their head coach makes them any bit better. If anything, it makes them worse because Dan Quinn, when he's the head coach of an NFL team, just has not been good at that. So I'm questioning it. I'm questioning that decision a little bit. Um, and then one good piece of news, though, and one group out of the three between the special teams coordinator, the defensive coordinator, and the offensive coordinator, one of those uh, people is Stang. That is Mike Kafka. He's going to return as the Giants offensive coordinator as after Mitch can't speak today after missing out on head coaching jobs around the NFL. I just did a lot of talking. Alex, any reactions to this? All right. From the DC point of view, um, I think they're going to have to go with Jerome Henderson at this point. Um, so I, I would expect that to be the news uh, in the coming days, considering the options that they have, unless, of course, they do wait uh, for that Chiefs. Uh, linebackers coach which they could end up doing but I'm going to assume they're going to go with Henderson at this point in time would be my best guess um Brandon Brown stays with the Giants I'm like we said last episode we didn't really carry their way uh either you get the picks or you get him uh and we end up getting him so uh I don't mind that at all and then like you said Josh Dan Quinn I don't think it's a great hire for Washington they're going to need to develop a new quarterback uh, they're going to need a developmental, offensive-minded, more coach, I think, or at least a coach with more experience. Uh, you know, Dan Quinn certainly has the experience, but uh, you know, in terms of his offensive, um, you know, capabilities, in terms of developing quarterback, I'm not sure what he's going to bring to the table there. But they certainly need to bring in a really, really good offensive coordinator. That's all I would say there for the Commanders. Um, but obviously, second overall, they have to be drafting either Caleb Williams. Jaden Daniels or Drake May. So one of those three guys will be their future quarterback going forward. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what Dan Quinn can do uh, with that team. But they do have some pieces on defense. So I'm interested to see how he can help that defensive unit. Well, as much as uh, as much as maybe you wish it was a uh, Washington Commanders podcast, we are a New York Giants podcast. This is the Giant Take. But we will be switching gears a little bit and talking about the Senior Bowl that is actually transpiring right now as we talk, Alex. And we have some takeaways from the practices over the last few days, some answers that the players have talked about and uh, questions, I guess, that they have answered in interviews, but also stuff they've shown on the field. We're going to get to a lot of that, some guys we like, some guys that haven't performed too well. When we come back from this quick break, stay with us here on the Giant Take Podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Giant Take Podcast. Senior Bowl talk, Senior Bowl practices of 2024. We were not there, but we got a lot of news from a lot of different sources, and we're going to go into the guys that did something well, the guys who did stuff that wasn't so good. We're going to get into all of it, but first, there's more players that we liked than we didn't like, and we'll get into that right now. Starting with quarterback Michael Penix Jr., if you haven't heard of his name, he was actually in the national championship this season, lost to Michigan, they got crushed, but he was able to make it there, and that's the most important thing. And he actually played very consistently well throughout the season at Washington and led them to a championship. Obviously, you're not going to really hear Washington and national championship a lot, so that really shows how good Michael Penix is as the quarterback. They had some help from guys like Roma Dunze, but 
That'll be more talks down the line when we get into our top players at each position. But for right now, so far in the Senior Bowl, the takeaways for Michael Penix, very accurate, far and ahead of the rest of the group of quarterbacks. Now, remember, not all players in the NFL draft, or especially top players in the NFL draft, are playing in these events at the Senior Bowl. There's only a small sample size of some guys who are normally, normally like the top players aren't participating because they already know where their stock lands and they don't want to rise or lose it. The only thing that I do have to say with Penix, though, is just remember his injury history. He's torn his ACL twice, once in 2018 this freshman year. He retoured in 2020. He also has had multiple other lower body injuries that has kept him out for games. But besides that, he's a very good player, and like we've seen so far in the senior ball, he can make throws very quickly. His field vision is very good, finding targets. Not able to see that a lot in practices, but uh, it is something that I want to point out. That is the first stock up player. Alex, anything on Penix before I move on? Yeah, obviously a guy who's been uh, you know mocked very highly, um, you know in that first to second round range most of the time. Uh, definitely some controversial opinions in terms of, or I should say, widespread, not controversial about where he's going to go, what his ceiling is um, on the older side as well. So there's there's a lot of discussion about Michael Penix, but um, he was very clearly uh, the top QB at the Senior Bowl, and there really wasn't much debate about that. And it is crazy because he's been mocked to go mid to late first round, anywhere up to the beginning of the third round. So it is very interesting. We'll have to see as the weeks and months progress what happens with Michael Penix. Another guy we have here to talk about, running back Marshawn Lloyd out of the USC, another team that did pretty well and they have a, a good quarterback that's going to be declaring the number one quarterback, some say, in this year's NFL draft in Caleb Williams. But Caleb Williams isn't here. Marshawn Lloyd is. He's a great receiving threat out of the backfield. He has good hands. And his route running is very good as well. But Alex, what do we have about the running back that's maybe more in the backfield nature of things? Yeah, I mean, Marshawn Lloyd, um, he's projected right now to be more of a day early day three guy, uh, fourth round. He's shifty. Um, you know, he's a really, really good player in open space. And you could see that at the Senior Bowl. Um, I think it's one of those players that, you know, we talk about how the practices are really, really important. Uh, for the senior ball more important than the game but I think for certain positions like the running back position the game is also important uh, in terms of evaluation so I'm going to be interested to see how Lloyd does in the game and all these other running backs as well but he was the kind of the running back that stood out for us and so he's the only guy who's kind of on our stock up list here Um, you know from USC uh, played with Caleb Williams so could they be a package deal potentially Uh, we saw that with CJ Stroud last year in the draft right um, obviously, they didn't play for the same team uh, in college, but C.J. Stroud said, hey, go get Tank Dell, and look how that worked out. Uh, so it wouldn't be totally out of the sorts uh, that those two could potentially reunite in the NFL. And definitely an option that the Giants could look at, depending on what goes on with Saquon Barkley, what goes on in their backup role with Matt Breida, someone later in the draft, or at least in these top picks in like the 70s that the Giants have. Uh, they can swoop uh, someone like Lloyd, a short guy, He's quick as well. We're, we're doing more of like the draft coverage that you'll have, you know, you'll hear from us and see from us later in the next couple months. But, you know, to, to get it out a little bit uh, smaller version, I guess you could say, yeah, uh, along with what Alex was saying, agility is very good there. And only 200 pounds, uh, five foot nine, 200 pounds is about what he weighs. So very short, quick player uh, in Lloyd. All right, Alex is going to tell you about a couple guys now. All right. So Roman Wilson out of Michigan. Um, obviously the natty winner, 
uh, from this past season. And he really dominated on all three days of practice. Uh, he got open at all three levels. Uh, it didn't really matter who was throwing to him, uh, what quarterback was there, what DB it was, uh, even the very, very talented DB who we're going to talk about later uh, in Mitchell from Toledo, but uh, who's projected to be a top 20-ish pick at this point and probably is boosted even higher uh, with his Senior Bowl performance. But we're not talking about him right now. He was just winning every single time. He has an excellent release, a really quick release. Uh, and he's not the biggest guy, but he's still, it feels like, uh, can get open with relative ease even against some of these more physical corners. Um, Josh, you got anything to say on him or you want me to uh, move on to our next guy as well? Well, another shorter lean guy. I mean, I think someone that's a little bit more heavier, though, than we've seen. I feel like a lot of these uh, wide receivers, obviously, they all bulk up coming out of college, but he seems already to be that way. At six foot, almost 200 pounds, um, he already seems to have the weight on his side. But even then, can still be explosive off the line of scrimmage, and we've seen that by how he's able to beat quarterbacks uh, and defensive backs. I guess in you know, do you want to subject them into one category between quarterbacks and safeties all around? He's been able to beat them, um, and just kind of able to find his step faster than a quarterback is able to do off the line, uh, and it's really helped. And I mean, I go right now. You look up the guy's name. Look up Robin Wilson on Google at this very moment, and it's all. Winner of the Senior Bowl, yeah. Number one takeaway from the Senior Bowl, so he is definitely boosting his stock, and I'm sure he's very happy he attended the Senior Bowl thus far. Yeah, and I mean another guy who's boosted his stock too, a uh, Lad McConkey out of Georgia, another very slim receiver. Um, he's six one one ninety. So there's a common theme of these guys at the Senior Bowl. You're seeing some guys not necessarily on the shorter side, except for one guy we're going to talk about a little bit later, but. Um, more, you know, in that six foot, six one range, maybe five eleven, whatever it may be, average size for a receiver, but very undersized, very skinny. Uh, and McConkey's the same, same way there. But his change of direction is excellent. You saw that in a whole bunch of the clips uh, from the one on ones. He's also a really smooth and clean route runner. Uh, it looks like he already has a pretty developed route tree, which is always a positive thing. Um, he's kind of projected at this point in time to go early day three again uh, kind of like where Marshawn Lloyd was in that fourth round range but he definitely boosted his stock as well uh, and he was excellent at the senior bowl on all three days so uh, a positive showing from him and uh, just one more thing to note about McConkey that I do want to say is that this past season he didn't miss the first month with back issues he also missed a couple more games with ankle injuries so injuries it's a part of football it's a part of the game but just something to note of from last season that he dealt with a couple of struggles in that area. Uh, another wide receiver to talk about, a few more, a couple more, actually. Uh, wide receiver Ricky uh, Persall. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, maybe Persall. I think that's uh, right. From yeah. Fl- Persall. Yeah. Ricky, P- Ricky Persall from Florida. Excellent uh, separator, speed, and contested catch ability. Uh, for the receiver out of Florida. Alex, do you have anything on him before I move on to the next guy? Yeah, very similar build to McConkey, 6'1", 190. Uh, he's, again, very a more slim guy, not someone you'd expect to be very good in contesting catch situations, but in the senior bowl multiple times against more physical corners, he was able to come down with it. So definitely a positive showing from him, but I'll let you move on uh, to kind of the, I guess, playmaker uh, of this wide receiving group uh, in Jaquan Jackson out of Tulane. Yeah, so I'll go to Jaquan Jackson in one second. Just the last thing I want to say about Persall is definitely, no, just could be a day three steal. He's going to be a guy that you're not going to see on the draft board until at least day three, definitely a late uh, pick, a redshirt senior. So he's been in college for a while now. Okay, 
Sorry, yes, wide receiver uh, Jaquan Jackson out of Tulane, extremely undersized, and Alex probably will get to that more when he talks about his specific height and weight. Uh, Shifty and a great separator, though. I think that probably has to do with his undersized, uh, with how he is undersized, so he's probably able to uh, be super mobile and, and, and quick. Yeah, he's so he's right there. at. He's actually not the shortest. Uh, he's actually 5'11", but he's just uh, at one in the 170s, it looks like, um, for here, 172. Uh, so he's definitely on the smaller end, um, but he really, really was positive uh, in the separation category, very shifty. And we're seeing more and more, right? Even on the Giants right now with Wondell Robinson, you're getting these smaller receivers. Wondell Robinson, 5'9", probably 170-something. Uh, I don't know his exact weight, but I know he's 5'9". Uh, you're seeing these guys who, they're on the smaller side, but if you get them in open space, they can make plays. And I think Jaquan Jackson's going to be that same type of guy. And uh, I, I would imagine that he will go, or I should say he will, you know, jump off, uh, jump up the draft boards, excuse me. Um, you know, after Well, this I one. mean, at this point, he's going to use all the leverage that he can get because another guy that is very low on people's boards uh, in like the 100s, 200s, yeah. you know, so whatever Jax can do uh, to get more people to watch his really great route running skills from the slot will be great. But yeah, like you said, with his undersized uh, frame, I guess build, he will be more of a slot receiver, like you were saying, like a Wanda Robinson uh, of that nature. Yeah, well, also, you know, we see these guys, right? Senior Bowl, every year this happens, right? There's these day three projected guys on the Senior Bowl, at the Senior Bowl. They put in a really good showing at the Senior Bowl, uh, and then they jump uh, you know, to a day two pick. We see them second, third round. It happens every year. Uh, could Jackson be one of those that a team wants to take a shot on him? I could definitely see that because uh, he had a certainly uh, a pretty impressive uh, performance. So I was uh, I was intrigued by him because he was someone I've not actually heard of pre-Senior Bowl. Uh, so I was excited to hear about him. Someone who I did actually hear a little bit about here uh, is kind of the consensus top O-lineman at the Senior Bowl uh, that was Christian Haynes out of UConn. He's a very, very good anchor. He deals with the power rush well. Uh, you know, I saw Bobby Skinner was complaining about this from Talking Giants, but a lot of these defensive linemen, they were just power rushing every time. They didn't really have a lot of skill set, uh, skill moves, I should say, a lot of different pass rush moves. So they were just rushing, straight power rush. Uh, and Christian Haynes was able to deal with that very effectively. He's on the smaller end, too. He's 6'2", 313 pounds. Um, and he's someone who I think I, when I was looking, he's kind of in that top, you know, echelon of these players and, you know, behind the Penix range, uh, behind the, uh, Mitchell range from Toledo, the cornerback. Uh, but he's right, you know, right up there in terms of being probably, uh, a day one or two pick. And, um, you know, I think he's going to be probably on the day two end of it. There's, he's, there's been a couple mocks actually where he's been taken in the first round. Uh, but I think that's day, day two, second to third round, late second round uh, is probably where he's going to end up. You got two, Alex. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was out of breath right there. Uh, we've got now offensive tackle Talise uh, Fuaga, I believe it is, out of Oregon State. Uh, but he's got really, really great strength. He's got great balance. And in the run blocking department, obviously at the Senior Bowl, you don't see a ton uh, of run blocking, uh, which you know is kind of disappointing because it is something that's really important. Um, you know, obviously at the NFL level. Um, but it was good to see in the limited capacity that he was there, um, that he was able to really be a monster in that uh, in that facet. Uh, 6'6", 
uh, just under 300 or just over 330 pounds, excuse me. Um, and so he's a prototypical tackle size, and uh, I think he's going to be very, very good uh, in the NFL. And uh, it's another uh, kind of theme that we've seen from the Senior Bowl that this offensive line group was definitely the strongest uh, in terms of any position group. The tackles, the guards, even the centers, uh, they definitely won the day all pretty consistently against all these defensive linemen. The next player we have to talk about, more O-linemen. Uh, Tyler Guyton out of Oklahoma. Quick feet, uses his hands well. Uh, a guy that we've seen out of the Senior Bowl so far, make a name for himself, a, a tall player at that. Uh, was a redshirt junior this past year. Uh, was previously from TCU. He ended up transferring over to Oklahoma. Six foot seven. So he's going to be a very impactful player on the offensive line wherever he ends up going uh, because of his height and 330 pounds. So a player in that, uh, to say the least, he's a very big guy. And the next guy we have to talk about, just an inch shorter, but still a big guy in that, and that's offensive tackle Christian Jones. Aren't they all big guys? I guess they're on the offensive line. He's out of Texas. Good footwork and strength are the main two um, traits we have for Jones. 6'6", actually from Texas, a senior there, and weighs 320 pounds. So two guys... Two big guys, two offensive linemen. Alex has defensive tackles now. We switch gears to the defense. Yeah, both of those guys in the day two range, so I think we'll definitely see them, um, you know, what would it be, Friday night um, on NFL draft night, uh, day two. So moving on to the defense, uh, we're going to the defensive line first. Uh, a couple of guys here that stood out. Like I said earlier, the defensive line was relatively weak in comparison uh, to the rest of of the group and the offensive line uh, really dominated. But there was a couple guys who really stood out. One of them, Braden Fisk out of Florida State, 6'5", 295. And for someone of his size, he was so quick off the mark. Really, really uh, quick first step. And he had a wide variety of pass rush moves, which, again, was a rarity. Um, so he was very, very uh, positive and definitely boosted his stock. Someone who was more day three projected now, probably more in the day two range. I keep saying that, but it is the case for a lot of these guys. And then defensive tackle uh, Gabe Hall out of Baylor, someone who was really late day three projected guy, but had a really solid senior bowl, definitely climbed up boards. Uh, he has really good hands, and his swim move uh, was just destroying some of these offensive linemen on the interior. So both of those guys uh, definitely surprised, uh, and I think out of a poor group of defense, interior defensive linemen, definitely stood out. All right, and then moving on to the next player we have, it is an edge rusher or linebacker, whatever you want to call it. Darius Robinson out of Iowa, or Missouri, excuse me. Um, out of Missouri, Robinson has excellent get-off, great power, good technique with his hands, six foot five, 296 pounds, so almost 300 pounds. He's a graduate student, so again, he's been doing it a long time. He was a 2023 first-team All-SEC this year, according to AP. He's also on the Senior Bowl watch list, obviously. He ended up going there, uh, and he won the Fall Academic Honor Roll, too, uh, last year. So a smart guy at that as well, at a grad student. So getting his graduate degree, not only doing that, but hoping to get some playing time in the NFL. And then the final guy we have, or I will talk about at least, and Alex can wrap it up with, uh, at least for stock-up players, players that we liked, uh, a person that's getting a lot of talk here in this pre-draft process, especially in the Senior Bowl watch, and that is the quarterback, uh, I believe it's Quinion Mitchell, or is it Kenyon Mitchell, uh, out of Toledo. 
elite speed. His technique is very good. Good hands, excellent footwork. He's been shutting people down from the clips that have been posted online. So Mitchell has done a great job boosting his stock because a lot of people, let's just say they're not doing a lot of scouting there at Toledo. So a good job by Mitchell uh, to get his voice and his name heard, I should say. Um, and I don't know if Alex has anything else on those guys before you move to the last positive player you have here. Yeah, I mean, for Mitchell, um, he's a guy who's going to be in a first rounder at this point, almost solidified that with his senior bowl performance. Um, you know, he's just overall really well-rounded and he shut down pretty much every corner except for Roman Wilson uh, at certain times. So um, I, I was very impressed by him uh, and I think he's going to be a really, really good player in the NFL. Um, and then our final player here, Josh, uh, we've got Kyrie Jackson, I th- believe is how you pronounce it, out of Oregon. Uh, he's got immense length. Uh, that's pretty much what he is known for. His arms are gigantic. Um, they just felt like, and I don't know if you watched some of his clips, Josh, but it just felt like he was like the ball couldn't even get to the receiver. It was like impossible. Uh, he, you know, His arms were that long. Uh, and then his hands as well. Uh, you know, really good. Um, you know, he almost had a couple of picks there. Uh, he almost made a couple of incredible plays. Uh, he's six three, so he's just your prototypical, really big size corner. Uh, and I think he's going to be good in the league as well. Probably a day two guy. All right. Well, unfortunately, there's always going to be ups, but what comes with what comes with ups is downs, and that's what we have to go to now. Uh, I'm going to first just get out of the way the wide receiver Breeden Reed. Uh, who has not Braden Reed? Excuse me, or Braden Rice? Braden Rice, Jesus. yeah. Braden Rice. His performance uh, out of was USC. so forgettable. You forgot his name. Well, it's not even that. It's just I want to talk about these quarterbacks because they've been absolutely horrendous. So I want to get Braden Rice. There we go. Out of the way first. Uh, poor separation that he had out of USC. One of the targets for Caleb Williams throughout this entire few last few couple seasons, um, and especially this season with how good Caleb Williams was, but has not been good here in the Senior Bowl. And two players that have not been good in the Senior Bowl either, who are quarterbacks that were ranked pretty highly in the draft. Two of those guys, one of them, a less notable name, but still up there. Quarterback Spencer Rattler out of South Carolina has just been, they just both blatantly missed targets. Like on the field, from all the clips we've been seeing on Twitter, they just have not been good. Rattler is one of them. He's been very inaccurate so far. And the same thing with quarterback Bo Nix out of Oregon, who I expected way more from, especially with the scouting we've been doing on quarterbacks, Alex, is that's going to be the first position that we cover uh, in our, you know, drafts, QB rankings. That, that'll come in the next few weeks. But Bo Nix has really annoyed me how he's just not doing good in the Senior Bowl because he had a killer season in Oregon. Very, very good. And it, it's what was made people so upset that we were losing the Pac-12 because we had three quarterbacks in the Pac-12 that were absolutely dominating. And then Bo Nix just takes all that, comes into the Senior Bowl, and performed super poorly, and it kind of annoyed me. So uh, that's why I wanted to get to him. Do you have any thoughts on these three yeah, players just, that have not done upsetting, well? It was just especially going deep, which Bo Nix was pretty good, pretty accurate with the deep ball. He wasn't an elite deep ball thrower placement guy, but uh, you know he could sling it, and he could get it there reasonably accurately, and it just felt like at the senior bowl, he was either underthrown or overthrown. He just couldn't get it in the right place, couldn't even get it in the vicinity of the receivers. And um, Yeah, it was disappointing. You know, it wasn't like Michael Penix light the, lit the world on fire, I should say. But in comparison to some of these other quarterbacks, I think he looked a lot better. Uh, so I wouldn't necessarily say he even boosted his stock as much as the other quarterbacks boosted his stock. Because after the, the top three consensus guys, 
uh, you're looking at Michael Penix like, okay, we need him because otherwise we're going to be stuck with one of those guys. So, um, yeah, I was disappointed with Bo Nix. I thought this was kind of his chance to try to sneak into the first round. I think at this point uh, he'd be lucky uh, to even get picked in the second round, I think. Um, But I think he'll go probably on day two uh, would be my best guess. But he was not good at all, Josh. Well, you know what will be good is when we are able to break down all of these quarterbacks, hopefully next week for you all. So we thank you so much for, you know, listening or watching this episode of the Giant Take podcast or at least this segment. And uh, yeah, so I previewed it. Next week, we'll be going over our top quarterbacks uh, for the 2024 NFL draft. And also, hopefully we have a new defensive coordinator at that point and even some Super Bowl talk. So it'll be a jam-packed episode for you all. But for right now, thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening. Social platforms at the Giant Take Pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Alex is on Twitter at anorian 23 I'm on Twitter, or X, at JoshSolo29. And uh, again, Alex is going to say it, so I'm going to wait for him and let him say it to wrap this one up. 299, by the True. way. Next one will be episode 300. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the Giant Take Podcast. Hopefully everyone has a great weekend. Also, watch the Senior Bowl game if you want. Uh, I think it might be fun for some of those guys. We talked about some of these positions like the running back spot. Don't get their shine uh, at the Senior Bowl as much. And, of course, watching the quarterbacks is fun in the game. So I'd give it a watch. And if you want to watch flag football like Josh wants to, go for it, I guess. Um, But, yeah, anyway, have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.